When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell on your Friday morning. It is the 7th of October 2022, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170 is the open line number. You can text anytime 0457 736 736. All ahead of Vossi and Brandy throughout all the listing networks work in an hour and of course for Queensland listers from 6am local time it'll be Pat and Heels for you. Plenty to get through on the show today in a minute or so I'm going to talk cricket with cricket commentator Jack Clifton of course. Uh, the cricket season starting to ramp up the T20 World Cup next week which you will hear here on SEN. Uh, we're going to have a chat about the weekend sport that was with Charlie Goodsir also ask him what he's most looking forward to in a big, big summer of sport with three big World Cups coming just around the corner. Two of them, as I say, beginning next week with the T20 and the Rugby League World Cup. And we'll talk football as well with John Gallo. So a lot to get through this morning at one and a half past five. Let's get on with the show. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. Does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. To Jack Clifton, cricket commentator, in just a second, uh, just in rugby league news, and I'd be interested to get uh, any Queensland listeners, and I know it's very early up there, just two minutes past four, but any Dolphins fans? I wonder how many Dolphins fans there are. But anyway, again, uh, you've missed out on another man. Uh, News breaking overnight that Cameron Munster... Uh, who was highly rumoured and highly tipped to be going to the Dolphins uh, for season 2024. Well, he has ended months of speculation and has decided to stay on a new four-year deal with the Melbourne Storm, which is huge for the Storm. We were wondering if he was going to stay or if he was going to go. He ends up staying, and that will begin in 2024, of course, already signed for next year, and is worth upwards of $1.1 million a season. He could have earned more had he taken up the offer from the Dolphins, who had earmarked the Storm and Queensland Star as their priority signing. We also know the Tigers had expressed interest in Munster as well, but his loyalty uh, has remained at Melbourne and will be there for another four years after next year. He said, I love the Melbourne Storm and I'm proud to be committing to the club for a further four years. The club has always been supportive of me, even though, even through some of uh, the more difficult times, and I appreciate it. It's such an important decision for me, and in the end, Melbourne is where my heart is. Melbourne is where I want to play my footy, and Melbourne is the club I want to be a part of for the rest of my career. So Cam Munster staying with the Melbourne Storm, the big news overnight for another four years uh, beginning in 2024 worth $1.1 million a season. Your thoughts on that? Gee, the Dolphins have been struggling to get a big name. 
Cam Munster, another one off the list. Your thoughts on that? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy the open line number, or you can text 0457-736-736. And also, as we go to Jack Clifton, I just want to know, what are you most looking forward to in sport this weekend? Your bold predictions for the weekend. Of course, there's no NRL. The NRL done. Uh, there will be rugby league next week with the World Cup, but... Uh, Nothing really in terms of rugby league this week, but we've got cricket, we've got A-League beginning tonight, we've got NBL, a Bathurst, of course, this weekend. So what are you most looking forward to in this first weekend of the off-season? Okay, at four minutes past five in New South Wales, four minutes past four in Queensland, this man will be a regular part of the show over the course of the cricket season. Cricket commentator Jack Clifton is on the line. Morning to you, Jack. Morning, Dan. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Good to have you part of the show over the summer months. And a lot to get through, of course, as I mentioned, building to the T20 World Cup next week. We had that warm-up match against the West Indies on Wednesday night. We've got another one tonight. Um, A lot of talk about the crowd on the the Gold Coast on Wednesday night. I wouldn't read too much into that. But what would you take if you're Australia, obviously having won with a ball to spare on Wednesday, and we don't know what's going to unfold today, but what would be the main things you take out of these warm-up matches, considering it is just really a warm-up match heading into the World Cup beginning next week? Well, they've played a lot of they've played a lot of T Twenty matches recently. Of course, coming just recently having come back from uh, that uh, that series against India. So I think any time that you win a game, you, you take a bit of confidence, a bit of momentum from that. And the West Indies, uh, I know they've kind of had some issues in the past. And Hetmyer was um, was big news earlier in the week with him missing the plane and and uh, mm. the West Indies kind of taking some disciplinary action and and uh, effectively just kind of banning him, I guess, for, for lack of a better term, from from coming to Australia and and excluding him from the touring party. But but that that to one side, I think the West Indies are are a pretty good short form side, um, especially when it comes to um, to the the T Twenty tournament. So I think yeah, any win against them gives you confidence. Um, so yeah, I think that would be that'd be pleased um, with that with that uh, with the effort. I think pleased with the victory. It was a little bit plucky. In, in patches, um, but of course they're playing off on the Gold Coast, which is not necessarily known as a as as a, as a cricketing venue. Um, a lot of drop in pitches up in um, up in the Gold Coast in recent years. So um, yeah, I think it, it, it was it was probably a little bit of a, a slower pitch than perhaps both sides were, were used to. But um, yeah, as as I said before, Dan, I think momentum and, and getting a victory in any match that you're playing is can be a confidence boost. And I think yeah, they'll be they'll be pretty happy. And, and I guess. Um, Aaron Finch will probably be pleased that he was able to finally get amongst the runs as well. Yeah, a lot of talk about Aaron Finch hasn't there been over the past few months. Mm. Wasn't opening the batting uh, this time around. Cameron Green, who may still not be a part of uh, the World Cup squad at the moment. He isn't. We'll wait and see what happens with that with a couple of injuries. But uh, good to see him. I think it was 58. Um, Is that where Mm. you expect to see Finch bat in uh, the T20 World Cup, I guess it so, sort of depends on what they do with the top of the order, but 58 runs and not having the pressure of opening the batting. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if they batted him at four in this tournament. Um, like, uh, it's it, it's it's a tough one. I, I think on I think on form um, he shouldn't be in the side, but obviously as the captain he's he is going to be there. But I, I would think that his best position would be opening. Um, mm. Even with that 58, he did absorb, I think it was something like 53 balls. So it was really only scoring, uh, uh, striking a bit a bit more than, than 100, around 108, 109 runs per 100 balls. So um, it, it was still a concern. Obviously great for him to get some runs. He played some great shots when he was out there. But um, yeah, I, I would be I would be more inclined if I was Australia to, to open the innings with, with him and Warner. The last 
last thing you want is, especially in T20, is is someone in the middle order, whether it be three, four, five, uh, absorbing those those kind of balls. If you're facing 52, 53 balls in the upper echelon sides, and I guess Australia are included in that. Um, if you've if you've got someone facing that many balls, you you're expecting them to be 70, 80, maybe 90 runs. Um, not 58. So, yeah, it's an intriguing one for Australia. As, as you mentioned, um, that there is a few, I guess, um, uh, selection dilemmas for them. Um, yeah, with Cameron Green, who I think would it would be a bit of a harsh decision for him to be, be left out because I think he adds a, a real variation to the side at the top of the order. Um, mm. So I, I'd imagine if he wasn't in the side, um, then Aaron Finch probably would jump up to that opening spot. But I guess good for him and good for Australia that he's been able to get some runs because it's been a pretty uh, torrid run of form. And of course, him, yeah, um, dropping out of the, the, the ODIs and, and retiring from, from captain and, and, and playing in that format. So let's hope that he can he can focus on, on playing in the T20 comps and, and the T20 internationals and that he can put his best foot forward for Australia when the, the competition starts next week. What about Steve Smith? He didn't play on Wednesday night, likely to return tonight for the next match against the West Indies. But a lot of talk that he might not be named in that T20 squad. Some talk that Tim David could squeeze him out. What do you make of that? Do you expect Steve Smith to be part of that uh, T20 squad for the World Cup? I think he will be there, but uh, I, my opinion is that I don't think he's, his game is really suited to, to T20. I can understand everyone wanting, everyone wanting to play in the short form of the game, especially when there's a World Cup on, on home soil. Um, and you want to be, I guess, as a cricket player, you want to, um, I'm assuming most players want to play in all three formats, but yeah, I think Steve is probably similar to to the way Aaron Finch has been playing. Um, I just yeah, I just don't think one of those one of those explosive players that you need when it comes to short form cricket. I know there's been a bit of wouldn't say criticism, but a bit of but a fair few opinions from people um, speaking about how yeah that they don't think that he he fits the makeup of the of the Australian side. Um, he's someone that yeah hits the ball hard. He goes after the ball. He's not sitting there and being defensive, but he probably doesn't have the uh, the aggression that someone like a Tim David has. And, yeah, I think you need to be a little bit different in your, your thinking with um, with your T20 international side. Um, and I think, yeah, we, we saw Tim David show a bit of spark over in India. He's been a fine performer in the in the Big Bash um, here in Australia. So I would, I would love to see him given an opportunity. Um, but my gut feeling is they probably will select Steve Smith in that, uh, that T20 World Cup squad, Dan. What do you think about the T20 World Cup? It's funny, I was saying yesterday on the show that we won it last year and that sort of gets forgotten because there's been a lot of sport and a lot of cricket between uh, then mm-hmm. and now. Um, I mentioned the crowd on the Gold Coast. I wouldn't read too much into that. You know, The Gold Coast doesn't usually get great crowds for the Titans mm. or the Gold Coast Suns. Do you think, and SEN will have coverage of the T20 World Cup, but do you think the interest will peak once we get the World Cup underway? Because not to take away from these matches we're playing against the West Indies and also England coming up, but they don't mean a lot until that World Cup mm. begins and then the matches start to mean something. Yeah, and I think it's also hard for, for a lot of sports fans in Queensland, New South Wales, and, and, and Victoria as well, um, to a lesser extent, the transition from, from winter sport into, mm. into summer sport. And, and I guess with, with all the rain we've had around in, in Sydney and on the eastern seaboard of New South Wales, it, it does make it hard to, to get into, um, uh, into, into the cricket. So I, I think there will. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there still is some, some small crowds because we've got the preliminary rounds of the T20 World Cup um, down in down in Geelong and down in Hobart, where we have probably some of the um, the smaller nations um, playing. So sides like Ireland and Zimbabwe and um, Afghanistan are all going to be um, involved in, in some of the preliminary rounds, along with the likes of Sri Lanka, to try and make it through to, I don't want to say the, 
the, the, the rounds proper, but uh, to the, the latter stage of the, of the competition. But I think once we get to, to the group stage where the likes of Australia and India and Pakistan are playing, I think we'll get some, uh, we'll get some really big crowds. The, 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 the big showdown at the MCG um, in a few weeks between India and Pakistan, that's been sold out for months. Mm. Um, England and, and Australia are also playing at the MCG. There's, um, there's been a lot of tickets sold for that. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely going to be people there. People are going to get into it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's also hard. It's, it's the same, I think, in any major sporting uh, World Cup when it comes to the FIFA World Cup, which we've got coming up in a couple of months. Of course, there's not going to be many people tuning in or uh, going to, uh, going to the, the warm-up games, the warm-up friendlies. But once the competition starts and there's a bit of rivalry between different teams and different nations, I think it really heats up. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, yeah, it is kind of a, a bit of a funny process in the sense that, yeah, we won it last year, like you said, Dan, and now we're, we're playing it again. I guess most people are used to a Rugby League World Cup or a Soccer World Cup or even the 50-over World Cup that's happening once every three or four years. Um, but, yeah, it's a great opportunity for us to see some of the best players on, on the world stage. And I think it's great to, to show that, Australia is a, is a great destination to host um, host a world tournament. And I think you're right as well. A lot of people still in rugby league mode, and I think that's probably added as well with the Rugby League World Cup that also begins next weekend as well. Now, thankfully, they're going to be uh, at different times. Obviously, the Rugby League World Cup being played over in the UK and the World Cup here being played in Australia, but there is still the element of being in rugby league mode and they're probably football mode, uh, winter sport mode, and I think that will probably continue all the way up until uh, the Rugby League World Cup does end, Jack, but I think as well as that, you will have uh, that cricket going on as well. So we're sort of going to be in both modes over the next couple of months. And then, as you mentioned, the Football World Cup beginning uh, middle of next month. Hey, just before I let you go, uh, Sheffield Shield and uh, the Marsh Cup, New South Wales, haven't they had a pretty bad couple of weeks? Yeah, they have. Um, and I guess any any big fans of, of domestic cricket will probably know that it's been going on for a while, but it's certainly read its ugly head in both forms at the start of the season. Um, I think New South Wales, are, 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 I wouldn't say a breaking point, but I think they're at a decision where the, um, yeah, the, the side needs to kind of have a look and try and determine what, um, what the identity of the, of the side is. I think there's far too many players there that um, are just not up to, not up to first class standard, haven't been scoring runs um, for, for a long time. Um, I think the, the fact that, that New South Wales cricket probably puts a much higher value on the pathways and players coming through that under-15s, under-17s, under-19s level, rather than focusing on the grade cricket or the New South Wales Premier Cricket competition, as it's known now, um, I, I think is a real shame. We've got someone like a Dan Solway that was a, was a mainstay for the New South Wales side, didn't come through the pathways, scored runs at first-class level, and then when... Um, he had a couple of low scores, was was effectively shafted and and pushed onto the uh, onto the the heat pile. Um, and you've got someone like a Jack Edwards that has I think struggled for runs for a long time. Uh, yeah, it, it is it is a is a is a tough situation that they're in. Um, yes, yeah, so I think Phil Jake, the coach, is going to be feeling some some pressure at the moment. Um, but yeah, batting wise, that it's, uh, it's been an issue for for New South Wales cricket for probably the last three or four seasons. All right, well, let's see if they can turn things around as the season goes on. Jack, great stuff, mate. As I say, we'll talk at least once a week, maybe a couple of times a week once that T20 World Cup gets underway. Have a good weekend, and we'll chat next week. Thanks for your time, Dan. All good. Cricket commentator Jack Clifton, he'll be a big part of this show over the summer months. It's quarter past five in New South Wales, quarter past four in Queensland. Uh, yeah, so they played a night Australia in the one-dayers, um, and they're, or the 320s, and then we've got another three T20s against England on Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday of next week. So plenty 
uh, to look at over the course of the next week before that T20 World Cup gets underway. NBL last night, Illawarra Hawks 85 defeated the South East Melbourne Phoenix 72. Hawks 85, Phoenix 72. The Sydney Kings are in action against the Bullets tonight at 7.30pm, their first game back at Kudos Bank Arena since winning it all last year. Quick text before a break, 0457 736 736. Uh, this from Yeovil Treeman. Hi, Dan. Always love Bathurst with the rain likely to be a huge factor this year. There is another World Cup kicking off this weekend in New Zealand with the Women's Rugby World Cup. Yes, I heard about that overnight. And if you still want a football fix on the men's side, Australia plays their second match of the Japan Tour tomorrow, uh, which you can catch on Stan, hoping this next generation of Wallabies can follow up their first win with another. Yes, let's hope so. Uh, we'll be keeping across that across the weekend. Great text, as always, Joe Full Treeman. Keep them coming in, 0457 736 736. After this, we're going to have a chat with Charlie Goodsir. It's 16 past five. 16 past four in Queensland. Back tradies news in a nutshell Friday the 7th of October 2022. Well, just because the rugby league, well, the NRL season has ended, does not mean this next man disappears. He's here each and every week until I go away in a few weeks. Charlie, good sir, good morning. Good morning. I'm, I'm always here. I, I live uh, in the office. Well, I'm, I'm pushing for you to fill in for me when I'm away. But anyway, that's another topic. I think you'd be great. What would you do with the show, Charlie? Oh, gee. <laughs> that's a dangerous thought. Would um, there be a show when I returned? No, I don't no? think so. I, I think I would uh, do something drastic that would get it pulled off air. You might introduce Joke of the Day to... Um, this show, Tradies, might take Jay from breakfast to Tradies. Yeah, why not? We can just do jokes on jokes on jokes. Exactly. On second thoughts, don't worry about it. Uh, lots to get through. It is a bit of a weird time, isn't it? Because I know we've had the NBL beginning, A-League begins tonight. But this, that kind of lull after the NRL Grand Final, up until probably only next weekend, though, which is good when the T20 World Cup begins and also the Rugby League World Cup. It's just a weird time for sport. Bathurst, of course, this weekend as well. Yeah, I'm pretty keen for that one. Um, love my V8s. Mm. I yeah, October to sort of mid-November traditionally is the worst time of the year for me. Yep, because you have that you have the end of the both footy seasons of mm. the winter sports, mm. and then you have the A League and the NBL sort of pick up. But I always find those competitions get really interesting in the first like five six weeks once mm. you've kind of see where all the teams are at mm. and, and some storylines develop in there. And then me, because I'm massive cricket nut, love my cricket, mm. I'm just itching at the bit for the cricket to start. And it's perfect, starting in October this yep. year with the T20 World Cup. Yep. So, yeah, we, we don't have as long as long a wait as normal years, mm. but we've got T20 World Cup, mm. the Rugby League World Cup, mm. and the FIFA World Cup as well. Yes, so it's wait. it's a World Cup-a-thon. I'll ask you what you're most looking forward to in a second. Just uh, let's reflect quickly on the NRL from last Sunday. Of course, the NRLW, your Knights won. Now, were you up in Newcastle celebrating with them? Because I did hear rumours you were in Newcastle. I was in Newcastle. Um, yeah, it, it, there was a great buzz around the town. I think everyone was really excited about this grand final mm. and got behind the girls and they did, you know, us mm. proud. Yep. Us, me, yep. being from Newcastle. Uh, it was a really good display and a really strong crowd. I think like 30,000. 40,000. Uh, 40,000, yeah. yeah, were there to, to watch that opening game before before the, the men's grand final was on a bit later. and. It, Good show and yeah, love love the Knights and uh, that's now three premierships. Three prem, yes, three premierships. yes, exactly. You should have watched it at the Lucky Hotel in Newcastle. That is a good pub. I've I've got a lot of good pubs in Newcastle mm. that you've probably been to many times. Uh, the NRL, um, 
Disappointing for Parramatta, but no real surprise. Firstly, what did you make of the game? And what have you made about all the events of this week? The arrogance and inverted comments from the Penrith Panthers. And this Ryan Madison story, opting to take the three-match suspension instead of the $4,000 fine, it just strikes me as very odd. It is odd. I'll, I'll circle back to that. I'll get to the game yes, first because that, that's always the most important stuff, in my mm. opinion, is the actual on-field Correct. performance. And it was a bit of a disappointing grand final just in the sense that after 10 minutes, you knew that Penrith were going to win it. They Correct. just looked like a class above. And that's credit to Penrith. Mm. They're a much better team than every other team. Mm. And this arrogance mm. uh, is well earned, in my opinion. I mean, they are leagues ahead of the next best. Yep. I think they you know, they were better than the second place Cronulla Sharks. They were better than North Queensland. They were better than Parramatta. Mm. And I think they're better than Melbourne. I think they're better than the Chooks on their best day as well. Mm. So this whole arrogant stuff and let's just lack of sleep. They've been drinking all night. They've worked hard all year. They're just having a bit of fun. Mm. This whole arrogant stuff is pointless. And if I'm a rival team, I say that as, you know what, that's the level we've got to be at. Mm. And it's going to come back to bite them in the ass one day. I don't think it will next year. I think they're going to go back to back to back. I was going to ask you about I don't, that. I don't see how they, how they lose, but yeah. Well, just on that, so you look at the, and Gab responsibility, but you look at the sports bet prices, and it is only a week after the grand final this year, and a lot can happen. Panthers are favourite to $4. The teams behind them, you've got the Roosters with on $7 in the Storm, the Eels, and the Sharks. Um, yeah, look, any of those teams, look at those teams may get better. I actually see out of those teams, I think the Storm may even slip a bit more next year. The Roosters, who knows what's going to happen with them. I unfortunately think the Eels might slip a bit more as well next year. Maybe the Sharks and the Cowboys get better. It's going to take an enormous effort by any team if everything goes to plan to beat Penrith next year. Well, that's the thing. They're all great teams. I do agree that I think Melbourne and the Eels for mine are the, the sliders. Mm. I don't think they miss the, either of those teams miss the eight, but I think they slide a little bit down the ladder. Mm. The thing is though, they're great teams, but they're just not on the same level as Penrith. They no. need to go up another gear. And I just don't know if any of those teams have that extra gear. Mm. I think with the Roosters, it's become very clear that everything has to go right for them to make the top four and to challenge. Mm. They've got a very, very good team, a great team, mm. but with injuries, suspensions to mm. their forward pack, I, I just don't see anyone uh, toppling, uh, toppling Penrith. I thought to give Parramatta credit before we move on, I thought to give Parramatta credit, I, I liked how they didn't give up. They still stayed in the game. Yeah, that, yeah. I think I think I want to make big mention of Clint Gutherson as well. Yep. I thought he was the best person on the field for a good 40 minutes. I think, yeah, he made mistakes, but he busted a gut. And to find out later that he was playing pretty much that whole final mm. series with a broken hand, he caught every single high ball from Cleary. He fought to the end. That tackle on To'o when the game was well and truly gone, mm. but just just really showed that he he's a good player. He's a, he's a good captain, I think. And, I, you know, they're keeping him, mm. which is a good thing. They've mm. kept him. They're losing a couple of other players, but as long as they keep Gutherson, Moses, mm. I think they can build something around that. Yeah, that Moses story will be interesting over mm. the offseason. Just really quickly, Ryan Madison. Yeah, that, that's stupid. I don't know yeah. what's going on there. There's something clearly that we don't know that he's willing to miss three games rather than 0.66% of his contract. I Just just pay the fine. Play the games. There's it, like The optics of it just looks really bad when you're more concerned about losing $4,000 and actual game time, which is why you play the game. You want to mm. win and you want to 
be out there in the park. I just I don't get it, and I don't think we really know the full picture. And as Brandy said on breakfast yesterday, you could maybe understand it if it's a player that's played one or two games and only on forty or fifty thousand a year. Ryan Madison's on a lot more than that. So yeah, very very strange uh, cricket tonight. Before we get to what you're most looking forward to this summer, cricket tonight second T20 Australia just escaped with a victory on Wednesday night. It was interesting to see the crowd on the Gold Coast on Wednesday night. It wasn't that big, but you probably wouldn't expect that for a midweek warm-up game that didn't mean a lot. I think interest is going to continue to build once we get towards the start of the World Cup and the World Cup actually starting, the Cricket World Cup, T20 World Cup, starting next weekend. Yeah, I, I have no idea why anyone's surprised or complaining exactly. about the crowd yeah. at on the Gold Coast at Metricon. They mm. don't normally get even a big crowd for Gold Coast Suns games. Mm. So and it, yeah, or mid- Titans. yeah, yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> yeah. a it's a midweek T Twenty series that is inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, whilst I I don't necessarily agree with that, any game is inconsequential. I think all games should be won. Should try to win every single game. Mm. These T Twenties are really just a warm up to the T Twenty World Cup. This 100%. is all about finding the best combinations. Who's going to be in that? You know, the, mm. the best eleven moving forward, and try out some tactics. And if if we want to lose. I couldn't care less. I care about how we win or how we lose. Mm. I think how we won last night was great. Yep. Uh, we looked really shaky after that first 10 overs. I mm. think the West Indies looked really great. They're coming off uh, Caribbean Premier League series, so they played a lot of T20 cricket. They're more primed than we are. I'm just excited for cricket. Like I said, I love cricket. I was excited to watch it on Wednesday night. I'm yep. excited to watch it tonight. So let's talk about what you're most looking forward to in the summer now. I think you're obviously going to say uh, cricket, the T20 World Cup and the Test Matches. Tell me, other than that, what is the standout event over the next three or four months before we hit the next NRL season, next rugby league season? Oh, I mean, I think the obvious standout event is the FIFA World Cup. Yep. I think normally we would have had it by now in traditional years, but because yes. it's in yeah. Qatar of all places mm. and they had to try and squeeze it in where it's not stifling hot, mm. uh, it's going to be interesting to see because who's going to win it because there's no real standout. No. And some of the best players in the world aren't playing. Italy won't be there. Mm. Erling Haaland won't be there mm. as well. No, I didn't uh, qualify. Australia is there, which is great. Yeah. I'm always a big supporter of we have to at least be in the World Cup. Mm. We're not probably not going to win any games. Mm. But nice if we can draw one, but it's just nice participating. I think that's the big standout yeah. for me. Um, aside from that, um, NFL season really starts to ramp up in the summer as well. You get to December um, where it's towards the back end of the regular season, you start to f- really find out about some teams, whether they have those Super Bowl credentials or mm. teams that started hot really early, like currently the Philadelphia Eagles, mm. whether or not they might stand back a little bit and reveal their true colours. So those are the two things I'm really excited about um, in terms of the summer. And when you look at the FIFA World Cup as well, I'll throw in England as well. They made the final of the Euros last year. Now, they haven't won a game in their lead-up. They drew with Germany last week, but they're not in the greatest of form either. But they could be one of the teams that go a long way in the competition. There will be a lot of pressure on that England team. I agree with you. I think the FIFA World Cup is the one that really uh, stands out. I'm looking forward to the Rugby League World Cup as well. It's good to extend uh, that season. I'm also looking forward to it selfishly because I'm going to the final at Old Trafford in about five, five weeks, five, six weeks. So there is that. But I think it'll be good to get some rugby league uh, on throughout the summer. And, of course, yeah, the FIFA World Cup into the cricket. In fact, you think about November and December, you'll have the FIFA World Cup going on throughout the night and early morning into test matches as well in the cricket. So it's going to be a really, really exciting time. 
yeah, get ready for no sleep November and uh, dead December. Yes. You'll, you'll be dead tired by the end of it. 100%. And, of course, SEN has every game of the Football World Cup covered and, of course, all of the cricket covered right throughout the summer as well, kicking off, well, tonight, actually. We've got coverage of the Australia-West Indies game, but then, of course, the T20 World Cup beginning next week. Charlie, great stuff. I'm upset you couldn't tip the Titans this week, but we'll have to wait until March for that. I, I can't wait for that first segment when you tip the Titans. I'll tip the Tennessee Titans in the meantime, the NFL. Exactly. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. We'll take a break. Come back with more. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Welcome back. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. It is Friday morning, the 7th of October. Keep those calls coming in. Open line 1300 01 1170 or you can text us on 0457 736 736. Time to talk football as we do each and every Friday with Jonathan Gallo, who is on the line. Morning to you, John. Morning, Dan. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you too. Lots to get through. We will continue our road to the World Cup coming up in a second and we'll have a quick look at the EPL as well. But locally, um, it's sort of come around. Steve Corica was on the breakfast show in Sydney with Vossi and Brandy yesterday morning. Uh, the A-League season begins tonight. Melbourne City taking on Western United. Uh, we won't look at every game in the A-League, but let's just have a look at the teams in our listing area, both in Sydney and New South Wales and Queensland. The first of those that will actually be in action, uh, it'll be Brisbane Raw up against MacArthur. That'll be tomorrow at 5pm. How do you see this one going, John? Yeah, I think this one's going to be fairly even. Obviously, uh, both had a fairly good season last season, both these teams. Um, up in Brisbane in, in Queensland as well, so hopefully there'll be a, a good turnout from the Raw fans um, who'll probably be expecting a, a big season ahead, as will MacArthur as well. Um, and, and again, both teams, as I said, had a strong season, so they'll be looking to do the same thing this time round. Um, always interesting to see how the opening games of the season do unfold. It's, it is very early days and sometimes very hard to pick. But given that Brisbane are at home, I, uh, I am slightly favouring the Raw in this one, that's for sure. This one I'm looking forward to. I've managed to be out to Allianz Stadium a couple of times for the rugby league. I'd love to go out there for a football game. Expecting uh, weather-dependent 25,000, 30,000 people out there tomorrow night at Allianz Stadium, 7.45. Sydney FC, a disappointing year last season. They will open their season up, their first game at the new Allianz Stadium against Melbourne Victory. Yeah, Sydney FC had a very uh, struggling season last season from their uh, high expectations in the past and uh, obviously still a, a real um, top team to play and no doubt Melbourne Victory and, and Sydney FC have got a great rivalry as well. So there'll be a lot to play for, even though it's just the opening game of the season. There'll be a lot of pride at stake for both these sides and um, it's always got the big blue derby that's been dubbed you know, over many, many years. So, yeah, many good memories coming out of this uh, these two teams and I'm sure there'll be another cracking game. I am slightly leading towards Sydney, given at home. Allianz, as you said, great stadium, great atmosphere and hopefully the Sydney fans do come out in the numbers to, uh, to support their team behind this one because, uh, yeah, the stadium is a fantastic spectacle and uh, certainly deserves a lot of uh, attendance. So let's hopefully see a, a good game in these two sides. I said after the first NRL match there between Roosters and Souths, which would have been five weeks ago now probably, um, that I would think, I mean, it's a great stadium for rugby league and we're going to see a lot more there next year. But I think... It will be a very good stadium for football as well in terms of the round ball game, especially when you do get the bigger crowds as well. That atmosphere will be fantastic. And the other game we'll look at is Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. It is the Western Sydney Wanderers up against the Perth Glory. 
Yeah, good uh, good hit out for both these sides. Um, again, Western Sydney did quite well last year. Um, Perth, you know, kind of fell away a little bit in the back end of the season. Um, so both these teams will be looking to start the season well. Um, Western Sydney being at home, probably the slight favourites out of the two for me. Uh, but obviously, you know, very, very early days. And it's very hard to pick. You know, the A-League suddenly doesn't start really emerging and probably after probably 10 to 11 games, really, when you start seeing, you know, the team start to play out a little bit and the ladder starts to separate itself a little bit. So, yeah, big, big game for both these sides. Um, really interested to see what Western Sydney can conjure up this year. Um, big things expected from them. So, yeah, I think it'll be slightly Western Sydney, probably a, a tight game. Uh, with both these sides, that's uh, that's for certain. All right, let's switch our attention to the EPL and now going quickly through some of these games. Begins Sunday morning at 1am. Quite a lot of games. The first one, Newcastle up against Brentford. Newcastle, they've not lost by more than one goal this uh, season in the Premier League. No, they've uh, they've got a decent position in both these teams. And, uh, you know, I think with Newcastle at the moment, the way they are, they've been stumbling around a little bit, both, you know, in domestic form and, um, in their results, they haven't been quite consistent that they probably would have liked. And, you know, they've made their way still up in seventh spot, which is good for them. I think it's been a good overall start early on. But uh, in the last couple of weeks, they haven't been as consistent. And uh, whether Eddie Howe's you know, still got the pressure on him, I mean, you know, Newcastle fans were saying that they spent £200 million in the last 12 to 18 months, and they'd like to see some of that uh, return on investment, if you like, coming back. Brentford's coming in the top half of the table, 10th. I think for Brentford, they're doing very, very well this season. Still punching above their weight. I don't think Brentford were expected to be, you know, top half of the table come, you know, eight or nine weeks into the Premier League season. So, be a tight affair. Big three points on offer. I am slightly leaning in favour of Newcastle for this one. Bournemouth hosts Leicester City. Leicester City with a big win over Nottingham the other morning. Yeah, big win. Um, finally got themselves, you know, the first win of the season. Uh, 4-0 win against Nottingham, as you said. James Madison absolutely on fire, so it makes his England call-up all the more likely. Uh, Bournemouth, again, similar to Brentford, punching above their weight. I think many people touted Bournemouth to be down in the relegation zone. I know I certainly did, particularly after the Scott Parker sacking. But the caretaker manager's got a few good early wins on the board, collecting points as they go, and uh, now they find themselves 13th on the uh, on the Premier League ladder. Leicester, as we said, they've made the first win of the season, but hopefully they bring some consistency and get a few more good results coming their way. So um, I don't think Brendan Rodgers is still out of the danger zone as yet, but if he can get a few more wins chalked up, I think that will do him the world of good. Man City managed to put six goals past Man United last weekend. They will host Southampton. They're looking at Man City to remain unbeaten this season. Yeah, they're very unstoppable at the moment, Man City. Quite scary, really, when you look at Harlan and like the Phil Foden, Jack Grealish playing some wonderful football, Kevin De Bruyne as well. They're just the names just roll off the tongue when you talk about Man City. I think it will be a matter of time before they uh, they close the gap on Arsenal pretty quickly, who've got a one-point lead at the moment. Southampton, yeah, I think they've been struggling quite a lot this season, as expected. There have been a lot of inconsistencies in their results as well. Uh, they've conceded 13 goals and only scored eight of them this season. So some worrying stats for them. They're sliding quickly down into the relegation battle. And I think they may find themselves there in the next coming weeks. This won't be easy for Southampton. So I think it'll be a comfortable win for City. Tough game for Wolves coming up. They've failed to score in their last two Premier League matches. They are away to Chelsea. Yeah, Wolves have been struggling as well. They sacked their manager only last week. Um, so again, they've got a caretaker coach coming in to, to take over things. I think Graham Potter's hitting some good form with Chelsea at the moment. Uh, he's got Aubameyang playing some wonderful football, the likes of Play Habits, Mason Mount, uh, Connor Gallagher playing really, really well 
So I think they're just starting to gel at the moment. Chelsea hitting the uh, the form at the right end of the season. I think eventually they'll get into the four and they'll close that gap. So I'm expecting Chelsea to get the win here over the struggling Wolves outfit. Interesting game on Sunday morning at 3.30. This is all Sydney time, by the way. Minus an hour if you're in Queensland. Brighton will host Tottenham. Brighton, one of the surprise packets so far this year. Yeah, I think this will be a cracking game, really. Third versus fourth. Um, you know, Spurs fans came out during the week and uh, gave Conte a little bit of a criticism that uh, you haven't been playing a whole lot of attractive football this year, despite the fact that they are third in the ladder. And I think their loss against Arsenal was a bit of a wake-up call for them. Um, so I think they'll do everything they can to try and get the three points against a really informed Brighton outfit, a side that's still playing with that attacking flair. They, you know, obviously got a three-all draw against Liverpool, so they'll be coming into this game with, uh, with all the more the confidence as well. So it won't be easy for both these sides. I am probably slightly leaning towards Spurs in this one. Okay, a couple of games Monday morning at midnight. West Ham will take on Fulham. Yeah, West Ham and Fulham. be interesting to see how Fulham bounce back. They had a shock loss last week against Newcastle, 4-1. Uh, but again, they had a man sent off in the early stages, so it was 11 v 10. But I do expect Fulham to respond in this one. I think they've been a terrific start to the season. I didn't expect Fulham to be eighth on the ladder come you know, eight or nine weeks into the Premier League season. That's been a brilliant start for them. And I think it will uh, somewhat continue. I know the Hammers have been finding form a little bit. David Moyes is slowly getting them to play the football that he wants them to play. But it is taking a long time for them. So I do think Fulham might just scrape out in this one in a tight game. Crystal Palace up against Leeds United. Important game for both of these teams. Yeah, important. And I think uh, Crystal Palace, big time. We talked about Patrick Vieira being very disappointed last time I was on the show. The fact that they've strung a few losses this time of the season. They're just hovering above the relegation zone in the 17th spot at the moment. Um, you know, they've only got six points against their name all season long. Leeds, look, I think Leeds had a good start of the season. Jesse Marsh got them really playing some good, attractive style of football. That's slowly started to fall away this time of the season, which is a bit worrying if you're a Leeds fan. Uh, but I think they might get things back on track here. I think a tight one to Leeds. 1-0, I think, will be the scoreline. Intriguing game Monday morning at 2.30. Arsenal, who have been on fire to start the Premier League, up against Liverpool, who I think have probably been the disappointment so far of this year's Premier League season. If not the disappointment, definitely one of the disappointments. Yeah, I think so, for sure. It's been a bit of a shock start to the season. If you're a Liverpool fan, I mean, they've got something like four to five draws against their name and haven't really been able to build that consistency. Um, they've got a, a good win, you know, obviously during the midweek against in the Champions League group stage, which would have certainly helped their confidence somewhat, you would imagine, particularly heading into the informed Arsenal team. Arsenal will be on a big high, you know, obviously coming up against North London Derby last week on top against Spurs. You do slightly favour Arsenal, given the way they're playing their football and, and certainly the results. Um, it won't be easy. I think it'll be a very close game, this one. Uh, but I, I do expect Arsenal just to slightly edge out Liverpool, just based on, on recent form. And the last game we'll preview today, there is one more on Tuesday, which we'll mention in a second, but Monday morning, 5am, Everton up against Man United. Can Man United turn things around from last week? Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. I think Everton, you know, having back-to-back wins, first time of the season, uh, you know, last week, they'll be certainly on a, on a high in terms of their morale and their confidence. Uh, and I think with Man United, you know, it'd be difficult for them to get into any kind of uh, winning mentality after the, the week they've had, really. I mean, not only the something for their rivals, Man City, but it's all been the fallout around Ronaldo as well on top of that, which hasn't been good. Uh, some of the, the key players, Casemiro not starting against United, has raised a few eyebrows. Anthony, the key $84 million man, uh, it was, you know, up in arms and questioning a few players 
won last weekend's game against uh, Man City as well. So just some of the key players looking a little bit disjointed at the moment. And I think uh, Everton have got them at the right time. I do favour Everton to maybe pull out a draw in this one. The other game in the Premier League next week is on Tuesday morning, so we'll preview that on Tuesday. Nottingham Forest taking on Aston Villa. That's at 6am Sydney time. Now, just quickly, a uh, lot packed into this segment. The road to the World Cup continues uh, with you, John. We have done a lot of groups. We're now up to Group F. Belgium, Canada, Morocco and Croatia. This morning, we'll look at Belgium and Canada. Uh, let's kick off with Belgium. Yeah, Belgium, I think there's a, a bit of an underdog tag against their name, has been in the last few World Cups gone by, and uh, I think it's the same this time round as well. I think you look at Eden Hazard, you know, back end of his career, 31 years of age, probably not the same Hazard that we saw in the highlight of his years at, uh, at Chelsea, but still nonetheless a, a real danger player. Mertens, obviously, in the back end of his career as well, uh, and Bashaiwe is well playing for Fenerbahce will be difficult. I think the big standout for Belgium is going to be Leonardo Trossard, who uh, is playing at Brighton Hover Albion. He's got the hat trick and the three goals against Liverpool last week. So Trossard is going to be a big, big plus for, for Belgium. They've got the names on the team sheet. It's just about joining them together. Obviously, Kevin De Bruyne is another big name, and Tillemans as well. So I do think they've got the names on the team sheet. It's just about playing collectively as a side. Um, but I do favour Belgium to be one of the favourites, certainly to get through this group stage, uh, that's for sure. But in terms of after that, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Yeah, Canada, how do you see them going? Yeah, Canada, I think it'd be difficult to see. I mean, there's not, not too many things known about Canada, to be honest with you. I think one of the key players, Jonathan David, playing in uh, in the French League with Lille, he'll be a key part to, uh, to their plans, that's for sure. Um, I think that the unknown factor around Canada will be a big plus for them. They can really use that to their advantage. Um, it's very good to see that a lot of Canadians have been slow making the way over to European leagues, particularly in the likes of France and Belgium, as well in the Spanish uh, lower leagues as well. So I think the Canadians, you know, we needed everything they can and throw the kitchen sink in this group stage to get through, to be honest. Um, I don't favour them to get through, but I do think they're going to have a bit of a struggle with the side and the squad that they've got. But um, It'll be interesting to see, nonetheless, how Canada do fare up. Yeah, and the other two teams, Morocco and Croatia, we will look at next week. And we're only six weeks away from the World Football World Cup beginning. Of course, we've got the T20 World Cup next weekend, the Rugby League World Cup uh, next weekend as well, and then into the Football World Cup middle of November. And don't forget, SCN will have every game covered of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Very much looking forward to it. John, great job as per usual. We will talk on Tuesday and wrap up the first round of the A-League and also the EPL this weekend. Great. Thanks for being on, mate. Appreciate it. Talk thank, soon. Thank you, mate. John Gallo on Tradies News in a nutshell. Keep those calls and texts coming in. Open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or you can text 0457-736-736. Break and back with more. Five and a half to six, five and a half to five in Queensland. On the text, 0457736736, Chris from Condell Park says, uh, Dan, with Munster re-signing with the Storm, do you think the Dolphins will struggle in their first couple of years? Love the show. Thank you, Chris. Uh, it'll be interesting. You can't underestimate Wayne Bennett, can you? Uh, just a fantastic coach. But, uh, yeah, some of their signings, they're a bit worrying. They're a bit short, I think, definitely for next year. Uh, we'll see if they can pick up a couple of more players over the offseason. But I think, yeah, there's a few question marks, I reckon, on the Dolphins at the moment. Thank you for the text, Chris. Thank you for all your texts and calls this week. Been another fun week. Busy week on the show next week as we head into the Rugby League World Cup and the T20 World Cup as well. Vossie and Brandy right across the SEN network that are listening now coming 
coming up in around about five minutes. Padden Heels for listeners through Queensland will join you in about an hour's time from now. Have a wonderful weekend. We've got the NFL on Monday, so I'll catch you back here Tuesday morning. See you then. Bye-bye. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.